0: Trade and Industry Minister Ibrahim Patel has asked business group Saakalikha for more time to get legal advice and this comes after the business group uh, threatened court action over the ban on the sale of prepared and cooked food. The organisation gave him until uh, 9am this morning to respond but uh, Minister Patel has now asked to be given at least until Wednesday. Minister Patel said that uh, no one was allowed to sell these types of prepared food during the lockdown. However, uh, the organization says that this is illegal. So uh, for further clarity on this, we join on the line by Sakhalikha's legal analyst, uh, Daniel Duplessis. Thanks so much for your time this afternoon.
1: No, thank you for having me.
0: Mr. Duplessis, Minister Patel asking for more time until Wednesday, at least on this matter. Your reaction to that first and foremost?
1: Well, it's very clear that the the pardon was not exactly negotiating in good faith, um, as we've actually seen that there's just been issued a new regulation that actually specifically prohibits warm cooked foods. Now, this is a problem because we would think that the minister especially considering that they actually invited us to have a discussion on this very topic. We take the opportunity to actually talk to business and hear what we can do to support one another. But instead, the department has chosen to go another path. And so now the regulations have been amended on very short notice and in a way that we believe is still actually irrational.
0: So does this mean that you're going to go ahead with your court action?
1: Well, we're still getting legal advice on exactly what the idea is, but we actually assumed from the start that this was a real possibility. So it's important to note that our case is not only built on the actual content of the regulations themselves, which were applied illegally up till now, but even instead of that fact, there is the issue of rationality. Does it make sense to actually prohibit these goods as opposed to other goods? Do we actually ameliorate enough risk to make it worthwhile. And that's far from clear. In fact, the South African government is acting in contravention to most international experts and bodies such as the WHO's recommendations. So accordingly, most probably, we still will be going ahead.
0: So uh, you're saying um, in your submission that uh, the sale of ready-prepared food is illegal uh, uh, rather than being declared illegal during this lockdown. That in itself is unlawful. But why? What makes it so?
1: Well, so the important thing to note is that the regulations until now did not actually prohibit the sale of these goods. They were just prohibited by the action of the police and by the minister just saying that it is so. That is illegal and it's very dangerous because it undermines the rule of law. Ultimately, ministers should be bound to a legislative process and shouldn't be allowed to just announce that some things are illegal and some things are not. The implication is that ultimately the state's power expands and expands in these times of crisis, and that's a problem. But more importantly, the fact is that it's irrational to prohibit the sale of your goods because if they don't pose any particular risk about what you already see in other foods which are sold, and this is a necessary evil in this time. Additionally, many people are dependent on ready-prepared foods. So I, I would like to note, however, that while, whether by accident or on purpose, the minister has actually sat now for frozen and cold foods to be sold. So in this instance, as regulations stand now, after the regulations have been amended, there is this possibility to buy ready-made frozen food. So that does open up certain possibilities. But ultimately, this distinction does not serve to actually ameliorate risk. It's irrational. It does real economic damage. And most, more particularly, it prejudices the interests of those people who are really, really dependent on these foods, such as, for instance, essential workers.
0: So, uh, just for further clarity, because uh, we saw um, with regard to the preparation and sale of warm food um, last week, uh, for example uh, retailers such as Woolworths and Pick and Pay uh, they were still selling roast chicken and pies and the like, and that has since stopped. Uh, We still have spaza shops selling uh, things like bunny chows and uh, fat cakes. So, What's the difference here exactly?
1: So here's the problem, right, is the idea of prepared food in itself is a bit of a problem in that all food in a modern society is prepared in some way. It's processed foods. So destroying the distinction between whether it is served hot or it is served cold doesn't really serve to actually lessen risk in any sort of way. So ultimately, our problem with this regulation is that it complicates the selling process It means that we are disrupting supply change, which we'll need when the economy gets started up again. And finally, people are dependent on buying ready-made foods, especially – so let's take a scenario. If you're a long-haul trucker, you don't really have any place where you can make food. You have no facilities. You have no time. And so accordingly, ready-made food is basically your only option. And for the department to prohibit this just makes no sense. It entails cost, but it has no benefit.
0: So, as you say, Mr. Duplessis, uh, perhaps uh, a spanner thrown in the works with the last minute uh, all, uh, amendment of the regulations there by the minister. But if you were to be victorious in this case, what would that mean uh, for fast food restaurants and others uh, who actually serve warm food?
1: That's an excellent question. That already, uh, we've already had a small victory now because now you can sell frozen food. So that's a good start. So what? That means in practice already from today onward is restaurants and other individuals and businesses who produce food already enabled to restart production and produce frozen foods for consumption. This brings South Africa closer to the international norm, closer to what is happening in basically every jurisdiction overseas, because ultimately what you want to see is that we do this whole lockdown on a sustainable basis. As The more damage we do to the economy now, the shorter the lockdown, the shorter measures can be that can actually attempt to control the spread of the virus. So it's counterproductive in any case to start enforcing these things in a very strict way. We need to consider about what we can do to keep the economy alive, because that's fundamentally the engine that we use to do everything we need to do, including fighting the virus.
0: Daniel DiBlessis, thanks for your time this afternoon. Sakali has a legal analyst on, on attempts to get a, a comment from trade and industry department. We were unfortunately not successful. So that's where we're going to leave that one for this afternoon. It's